Hey guys, uh, this is JR from West Virginia and Commonplace. Um, I've been doing these unfiltered episodes and different type of series inside my podcast, uh, bringing on different guests. But right now I got one of the Midwest premier podcasters. And when I say premier podcasters, I'm talking this guy is the, the real deal. It ain't the next big thing like Brock Lesnar, not saying nothing like this. This man raps. This man has metaphor similes that he makes you assimilate to. And along with his podcasting, his podcasting reaches a mass. He has a message. He um, goes over into other topics inside his podcast, but he has some killer episodes that just grab you. And I have with me right now, Rhodes Hunt. Rhodes, please tell us about your podcast and tell us the name and give a big shout out to everybody that supports your podcast. My name is Radis. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. The name of my podcast is Radis Live. My show is about hip hop, urban culture, and entrepreneurs. I'm a rapper, um, barber, my day job. I got a day job like everybody else. I teach. So when my podcast, I try to do a little teaching. I try to make it diverse and I don't try to make the episode topics as obvious because a lot of people, they talk about you stealing their content and all of that, but if they don't know what you're going to talk about, they can't steal it. They actually have to listen. Oh, and I hardly agree with that. And let me pronounce that right. It's Rodas. 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 I apologize about that. No you problem. See I've been going through this since first grade. <laughs> Whenever you see it, most people just go roads because that's yeah, that's the way. Because because I'm from out the south. Now, three seasons um, of episodes. You um, you got a lot of episodes out here. Started off in January of uh, 2021. You had a preview come out in uh, December of 2020. The trailer. Right. Now, if I'm a new listener, if I'm a new listener, if I'm if you're trying to attract a new listener. I need you to give me four episodes that they should listen to. Okay. Um, the first actual episode that I did with my, it's called Christmas, with my non-traditional Christmas movies and my favorite Christmas movies. Listen to that one. It's funny because I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, but that was my first episode. So it's like a child. It's my first child. I like it. Uh, another episode that I really like is Sheep Society. So Sheep Society is about uh, the vaccine. Nothing against people who's vaccinated or unvaccinated. It's just one of those times where my body, my choice really matters to me. And that's basically what the episode is about. Second, Pussy. I have an episode called Pussy. Y'all check Pussy out. Can I tell them about it or should I just tell them to listen to it? Tell them to oh. listen to it. Yeah, listen to Pussy. I'm going to let y'all know everything about Pussy. You think you've been getting Pussy. You think you know about Pussy. You don't know nothing about no Pussy. And the last <laughs> episode that I want to talk about is the KKK. It's not about the Ku Klux Klan, but check out the KKK. Y'all can distinguish what it is from your own perspective. 
Okay. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Now, that's the episode I want to talk to uh, about in just a moment. But, you know, uh, you've listened to my podcast. You know I'm a Q&A podcast, so I like to get deep with stuff. So let's go back around and, and please tell the audience a little bit about yourself. And the reason I asked about those episodes first is because when we have listeners on these shows, mine, yours, whoever, getting caught with those shows right then and there, that's going to spark their mind to go put that on a second device. Because everybody's got like five devices they carry with them. So if they listen to the show, they're going to be on a, a phone or something. They're going to find those episodes. So that's why I did that first. Okay. Now, tell us about yourself, your upbringing. And, and this is what I really need from you. I need the pivotal moment when you became a rapper and when you became a podcaster? Okay, I became a rapper. Well, I used to write all the time. I started writing like short stories and comic books and things like that. But I always had rhymes. I just never let anybody know. But the first time I actually rhymed, I was in Marseille, France, and I actually got up in front of a lot of people and I spit something off the top of my head and the crowd was into it. So I was like, when I get back to the States, I'm going to record, I'm going to put something down. And that's what I did. Okay. Now tell us about your upbringing. Where, where are you from? Where you at? And how you live? Well, I'm from Chicago. All of the stories that you hear about Chicago, like the negativity, it's negative stuff everywhere, but it's not bad as people make it out. All you gotta do is mind your own business, stay in your lane, and just conduct yourself like a an adult, a man. That's it. Okay. Um, basically. Now, growing up in Chicago, um, I have to tell you, I'm well well versed in travel. Everybody knows my normal job, who I work for, and what I do. So I travel Chicago. I'm gonna tell you this, and this is a true story: Chicago, Boston, Baltimore, Memphis, and then all the way down to the bottom to Orlando, in four weeks. So I got to see different types of troubles. And no matter where you go, like you said, trouble follows if you allow trouble to be your interest in what you do in life and I will say in the Midwest and Midwest I, I consider I, Milwaukee's whatever it is but you know you're doing Detroit Indiana let's not count Ohio because Ohio is technically we, we consider them part of the East Coast sometimes part of it you can head the other side of Columbus but it's a different in the mode how people move when I talk to people from where you're from, y'all got a different type of swagger than people from New York, people from Virginia, people in other parts. Chicago has its own vibe. It's like when I was a kid growing up, you guys was known not for rap music, but y'all was known for R&B music. And, and, you know, Twister and different people come up. So you hear different things about the culture. And even the way, you know, with the Chicago Bulls, that, that gave your city notoriety regardless. Um, Chicago is an epicenter, though, of everybody coming from other places to live there also. Because so many times, so many times you see and hear of this guy who was born in Charlotte, but was raised in Chicago. And uh, that's one thing that, that, that I'd like to give to your city. So I don't want everybody, anyone ever say anything discouraging because you can be in Memphis and have the same thing happen to you that happens in Chicago. Exactly. Actually, a lot of people move out of Chicago and get killed other places. Yes. Because they might think it's sweet where they at or 
They think that they safe, whatever they was running from, it can't catch up to them. But, you know, it's not where you from, it's where you at. So true, so true. Now, when, when did you decide to become a podcaster? What happened in your life? What was the, the, the pivot or the turn to make you want to become a podcaster? Okay, I started podcasting during the pandemic. So let me just say this right now, just get this out the way. Shout out to Terrell Lawson of the, of the Lost Beats podcast. He actually inspired me to be a podcaster because I was listening to his show and I always had something to say, whether it was positive feedback or just my opinion. And, you know, I let him know. So he inspired me, number one. He has a good podcast. It comes on every Saturday. Saturday. So shout out to Lost Beats. So it was during a pandemic and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a pandemic. So, I mean, I'm going to start a, a podcast to actually get close, closer engaging with my listeners because I wasn't going to be doing those shows. I can't travel. So I was like, I'm going I'm to do this podcast so I could engage my listeners. So as opposed to coming out with an album every year, every two years, I could just engage my audience every week so they can know me better whether they listen for the rap or listen just for me or just listen overall i use my email from the music and incorporate that into the podcast so that's how my listenership is where it's at okay and the way it is now let me tell you something about your show real quick your show is very inspiring um when I listen to your show, I listen for the wealth of music that you throw in there. You throw in some different artists. You threw in something for me that was very special to me, and I'm going to give you a major thank you on this. It's a Nas song called Woo for the Children, for children. Yeah. I was going through a little issue, and um, just the first verse inside of that was what I was dealing with. And you didn't even know that, or you may have known it. I don't know if you did or not. But that didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I don't mean to cut you off, but the reason why I played that song, because that's me. He didn't help you enough. What did he do now? That's, I'm, I'm the person he's talking about too. Right. So, and, and I, and I lived that. I lived that because in this, in these, as they say, in these podcast streets or whatever you want to call them, I say down these po podcast suburban lanes. Um, I deal with that because who I didn't help and who, I'm supposed to be assuming this negativity from and different things. I was like, wow. And then it even got to a point where I was being childish. Somebody was bringing out the childish point in me. And I and you'll never know, but you know now. that like that hit me so hard. So I had to step back. I was like, this dude is the truth. I'm listening to you, Junk. I'm coming back from out of Cleveland. And that's about a three-hour drive back home. So I, I played the episode over twice just to hear the song, hear the message, put it on my playlist because I had no knowledge of the song. I listened to Nas, but, you know, that's one of his, that's like a B-side. Right. And that's one thing about making music. Like, the single, sometimes the, the artist, if you're not independent, you have to release the single for the label. Like me, I'm totally independent. I release what I want to release. Nothing against anybody on a major platform as an artist. You got to do what you got to do to eat. But though the songs that you think won't win are the ones that resonate with people. And I'm glad that you got something out of that, that song from Nas and the episode overall. Yes. So, so all this is playing through. 
And I'm like, wow. I was like, this dude, I said, like, let's go do the research. So um, it's a team of us. So my guy, Trevor, he is the one, and this is a secret that I'm letting out, that a lot of times is the first listen before it comes to me. And I ain't acting like I'm no executive or nothing like that, but I'm just saying with what we do in the community, how we try to support everybody, everybody has to listen and not everybody in the crew is going to get to listen to every single thing. True. So Trevor goes through and he just, he just leaves a note, you know, on a, on a little, little iPad note thing that we got. And he shared it to me. He's like, you got to listen. You got to get stronger into this. He's like, listen to what this man's got to say. So how me and you got together was season two, episode 22. KKK, the episode. And you even had to send me a message because at first I was going, I wasn't going to listen to it. I was like, this is some racist shit. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And when I heard that episode, I heard, and let me tell you what I heard. This was my vision. And then you tell me what your vision was on it. I heard a man that would come into the gymnasium, take all the kids, it didn't matter who you was, black, white, it didn't matter, and explain to the, to the youth that there's so much more you can do. You don't have to go to college and get an education. You can go to vocational school. You can go to barber school. You can go to beautician school. If you want to learn about the computers and don't want to go to college, you can get in middle management somewhere that has something to do with the computers. You can be a janitor and be all right with being a janitor because it's keeping you off the streets and it's making money in your pocket. If you work at McDonald's, you can go out there and still get an education through McDonald's and then make your way up out of McDonald's or become the management and then the owner. You taught in that episode people to love one another and stop stop kings from killing kings and inside that like you know obviously you're from chicago so the first thing i related to and i know that king von is a little bit younger but but him duck and all the stuff that we see in the media i you know i I watch his little hood videos that do the research about where you where you are in chicago or if you're in aurora at different places like that but in that episode right there, you sold me on you for the rest of my life for the simple fact that you didn't have to get out there and be so specific on vocations and how you can achieve these things. You gave a public service announcement in that episode, and I want to thank you for that. Appreciate you. So what is your feeling about KKK? What inspired you to do that, and why did you put that thing out there? Uh, first of all, like, what I... What what I was thinking is okay. The government, they got they they locked up so many people for, for for selling drugs. So now the dispensaries are the thing. You understand what I'm saying? All those people lost they 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 lives, time. They'll never get back. So I'm I'm a really back in, but I'm just trying to give out some examples. So somewhere along the line, somebody was like, "Well, let's do something to make more money," right? So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like maybe the vaccines. I had COVID two times. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it. So most of the time when people in urban areas have problems, it's because of conflict or they don't know no better. Do you understand what I'm saying? So with the weed dispensaries, nobody mama got kidnapped. Nobody had to kill their best friend. Nobody got their dough kicked in. They just getting checks and they sleeping good at night all the time. So if you making any type of money, even a little type of money, just invest your money somewhere where you can earn money while you sleep and you will be fine. You don't have to have a barbershop 
Be a barber by all means. Have your <laughs> money work for you. Just buy a little piece of this, a little piece of that, and it'll grow. All right, so look, let me take a mad time out on the field real quick, because what I'm saying to you here is like just what you just did right there. It's like you are the podcast guidance counselor, if that makes sense to you. And when I hear that, because, you know, I got I listen all around for everything. When I, I, I heard that, that puts you on a different echelon with me, because I was like, this dude is really out here promoting, performing, doing his thing while trying to educate. Because the mis the miseducation that comes in our world is that people will just get on a microphone and say whatever they want to say, and people people will interpret it, misconstrue it, and sometimes and then some people will misconstrue it in a in a positive way by doing this. They'll take something that is really not any type of information is just someone ranting and and try to convince you that it's something good, and you don't even do that. You're out here specifically with information to help. Yeah. Words are powerful. And back to what made me make that episode is I wanted people like you to get it. Whoever heard it, they got it. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I'm like, what's? I want to know who's going to get this. I want to see if people relate to this. I want to see if people relate to that. So I make it for the people that's going to get it. I hope everybody get it so I can help everybody in some capacity. And, and at some point, what I want to do with that episode, I want you to reach out to Podcastagram. He's a, the big guy from Ireland that promotes everything. That episode needs to be showcased. The next time that I do something um, with the little projectors and and I have a have a time to talk about a show, I'm going to take your show and, and make a TED Talk out of it because it's that much information. I know you might not feel like that proud of it, but I'm trying to let you know that you should be that proud of it. That is an episode that could be discussed. Your episode should be showcased. And it was probably one of the hotter episodes of last year, even though it was late to the game. Right. It was one of the hotter episodes that I listened to. And in my personal, you know, area things, that's what that was when I was like, man, this dude is on fire. And that's why I hate it. I appreciate I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. But it was so hard to get a lot of people to click on it because all they saw was KKK. One thing specifically that I said in that episode. I haven't seen any crosses burnt on nobody's yards in a long time. We tearing our own communities down. And that's so true. Now, it was just with that episode. I mean, I, I got notes right here. You can see I got real notes. Okay. Um, Let's get it. That enhancement of that episode and, and teaching the vocation, that helped me because I tell you a funny story. You know, my first vacation was probably the wildest one ever. I was a certified nursing assistant. One of my wives is a nurse, certified and, nurse. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I went that route, and then I got into computers and different things and then moved around with it. But a vacation was the first thing that I was told to do out of high school. I did go to college, but before I got that vocation, went out there and worked, and I learned how to work hard at that and learned that that was not the feature that I wanted, so I moved into something else. I want to thank you there. Now let's go into season three, episode two. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah, so basically, shout shout out to Max from the Wolf Pussy Monologue. She made that cover, and I did the fuck you, pay me just to do something different. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do this real quick, you know. So basically, I stated things that I should be compensated for and just said, fuck you, pay me. 
And then I stated bullshit as well. Fuck you, pay me, you know. Everybody is following. Fuck you, pay me. You understand what I'm saying? So that's basically the concept of that. Okay, now let's go into this episode, A Bullet. Yes. And, and, and you notice I skip around at different things because I always have, it's a little magic in these episodes when we, we do these things like this. And that's where the Nas song came from. I don't know if you remember, but I remember. I, I do remember. Like, I like that episode. Now, you sparked a whole year of doing your podcast. And now we're going to get into podcast-related questions. And when I do these questions, I go back in time. Because I'm 36 years old. I don't know how old you are. But when I was growing up, the news was always efficient. So you know you know my little clip about 2020 and how I treat the news magazine how it is, and I do it in the podcast. But we're going to flip the script on that. My favorite news reporter is Tavis Smiley. I've been told at least 14 to 15 times that I am the Tavis Smiley podcast. And so let's go here with this. I've heard that on your episodes and episodes yeah. where you were a guest as well. Um, you got a slogan, ride or slide. Yes. Where, what does that come from and where's the derivative on that? So basically, when I do shows, you're getting riders live. So when I perform, it's riders live. So most people resonate with my music, but when they come to the show, they get riders live. So on the podcast, you get riders live. So that's why I got the name. Okay, and I like that because that's your slogan. If you didn't know that today, I I coined it. I'm gonna put. I ain't gonna put a TM on it. You do that. The TM's yours. Um, okay, that is something that's catchy. And, and what and what reason I'm diving into that because we're talking about podcast elements. Podcasters when they're starting out, they don't realize that you gotta have something catchy. And that right there, even if you don't even care to think it's catchy, that that hooks people in. It's an intimate engagement because they they know what it's gonna be like to come to the concert now. They don't know what it's going to be like to hear. So you do that automatically without thinking about it. Now, in producing your first podcast episode, what was the hardest thing for you to do? Oh, wow. I asked so many people like, hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? I was having so many technical issues, but I couldn't get nobody to help me. So then I just sat and said, you know what? Let me go to Guitar Center. I went to Guitar Center, and the guy said, hey, you got a whole studio. Let me see that app you got right there. You could do this. You could do that. And I found out that just using my studio, I can get it how I want to get it. Easy. Right. And I greatly appreciate that, because I always tell everybody, like, I record in different things. You, you actually see my little setup in, in my little office today. And, and everything else that was going on. And I'm a firm believer in recording how you record it. It's the post-production on the episode. You do need to edit your episodes. I don't care who you are. I use iPad. It don't matter if it's iPad or Android. You can get enough software to fix that episode. So if the mic does your episode dirty, now, yeah, microphone can't do it like Roger and Zap. If it does a Roger and Zap, it's over with. But, but outside of that post-production, if you can get your post-production on point like Steve Nash or like, yeah, I'm in getting the paint, you're good to go. Right. So, here comes these tough questions. Are you ready for them? Ready. Inside podcasting, we got a struggle that happens. And this is not political. This is like us being people with content. Right. What has been your hardest challenge with your content after you got into the middle of your fame? Because here's the thing. Like, right now, you're blowing up. So, I consider you in the middle. 
that. So what is that? that. So what is the hardest struggle that you go through now in the middle? I just try to keep the episodes consistent. I try to stay working. And one thing about me, I don't worry about fame. I actually talked to somebody in the industry since I rap, and they told me, they just broke down the game to me. They said, look, if you sell 10,000 CDs, that's $100,000. Now, I'm the type of person, if, if I can't go to the corner store and get a, a four-bag potato chip mix, I got a problem with that. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. what I mean is the little things mean a lot. So like with my last album, I sold 7,000 copies. That's good money. I don't care about, um, I don't care about nothing else. You know, I, I care that my fans like it. I care that I make a good body of work. And I care that it resonates with the people. Just like with the podcasting. Um, people, they notice your work and you let them give you your flowers. You know, I ain't trying to throw flowers on my own casket or at my own feet and all of that. I want to go the, to the salon and get a pedicure and a manicure. Just like when people come to get a haircut, they want to feel special. I need one. Hey, I got you. If you're ever in Chicago, look me up on me. I'll let you know. Yeah. And, and I greatly appreciate that because like I tell people, like, I was like, it doesn't matter about these downloads, these streams, all this other stuff. As long as you're in this, in two different categories, because in podcasting, it's something funky that goes on, and I'm going to address this real fast, and I'm going to lead this right here. There are two people in this. There's the business-oriented, and then there's the hobbyist. Right. But sometimes the hobbyist likes to jump into the business-oriented section. And podcasting is one of them deals where you can end up um, not making any money in it. And if you don't use podcasting for what it really is, it's an advertising board. It promotes your side hustle. I am a guy that does projectors. I go around cities and illegally show movies in random places. You know, I'm just using that as an example. But that's my side hustle, so that's what I do. So I promote that on my shows. The pop-up sh- pop shops are winning. Do you understand this? The pop-up shops are winning. So basically, like, uh, pre-COVID, if I'm going to a town for a show, like people don't know about the work that goes on behind the scenes with the music, the podcasting, the touring, you have to have some type of strategic plan, right? So if I, if I have a show on a Saturday or a Sunday or Friday, it don't matter what day. The day before that, I'm signing autographs or something like that. I'm going to a hot spot where people can meet me and see who I am as a person so they could get the connection. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I got you on that. So you do exactly like what we do, like with the Sometimes Cinema, where we play the cult movies. If you hit me up on the, the app that I use for uh, for messages, it's an encryption app because, you know, we got to be safe. Nobody wants to get pop smoked. Right. Um, you'll know the location. You'll know when we're doing a movie. You'll get to meet and greet with us. And I do that in every city. So I, I, I gladly appreciate you mentioning it out there because that's something we do because I'm like, I could get out here every day and give you extra access with the, the stuff that we do on TikTok, 
the stuff that people do on a Patreon and other things like that. But like you said, that, that human interaction that you can get post COVID and pre COVID um, is way better than thinking that your Instagram live or your um, advertisement on there is going to reach people and, and get people to touch you. And one thing I want to touch on with you, that's a good element that you have is you got a true mailing list. You got people, you got contacts, you got people that you physically know that listen to your show. Yeah. That that is the number one myth in podcasting because people think that you can sit here and I and you see some of my videos. I preach this all the time. You can't believe them analytics. You got to actually know who's listening. Yes, like some people they hit you up and be like, "Hey, this, that, and the other." And like people, podcasters, if y'all are listening, your fans will find sponsors for you. Your fans may need sponsorships. Your fans will support your merchandise. Your fans will make other fans fans. So I listen to a lot of great shows. I'm just, I pointed, like you said, like I had this episode called Ride Pods. Those are some of the podcasts that I listen to. And like authenticity and originality, that's what makes people resonate with you your connection and i wholeheartedly agree with that because it's like with you it's a different episode all the time now with me personally i do i'm not very humble to what i do but i say this my normal thursday show it's a bread and butter show it's a show that i get sponsored and this is one thing that i'm gonna clear up with you on here so people understand this inside podcasting we get shows that are sponsored and then we have shows that are not sponsored and it falls under this category like this. If I did a deal with say a company, I'll name one that I've done business with edible arrangements. Right. Like for instance, with them, it's a certain episode that they looking to be on the love episodes I do in the love series. They don't want nothing to do with the Tom Fuller. I'm doing over here with this one or that one or the other series I do. Then it's certain sponsors that have a certain criteria that they got to meet. And this is what I explain to people. People get upset with it. They're like, I'm not going to change my show. I never tell anybody to change their show. My podcasting element is if you have a podcast, you can add so many different series into your show, right? And you can bring anybody on your show for any of them episodes because you're not putting yourself in a bubble. And that's one time to the next thing that I want to ask you about. So what is your opinion on that? Do you think that inside of your show, like, is what you do is multi is, is multiverse. You're just like, um, you're, you're just like me with the society and culture type deal. Do you think that it's smart not to cap yourself in one area? Make yourself as diverse as possible. Don't cap yourself in one area because when you acquire sponsors, you the first thing you have to do is be real with them. You tell them like, hey, look, I'm gonna run these many ads for you. I'm not, I could do them concurrent. I could space them out. I'm gonna put them on episodes where it makes sense. I got this going on, that going on. And they'll be like, okay, you send the paperwork over, they sign it, you get it back, whether you e-sign it or you fax it. Um, I like the e-signing because it's good. But back in the day, you ain't doing business without a fax. So <laughs> long as you be, long as you honest with these sponsors, they'll give you the bread. And a lot of times they write under your nose and you don't even know it. Right. And, and that's one thing that I tell these people. And I say, you don't necessarily have to be the sharpest tool with what you're doing, but you got to at some point sit down and put on your, your, your jacket, put on your blazer, whatever. 
and get just a, a little bit business savvy. And this is the one area of business savvy. You got to really know what you're targeting for your audience. Because I'll give you an example. I did these things with a um, with a um, with a a pet company. So the pet company in turn wanted me to bring on people that did pets. So I had a, a series of episodes about doggy treats, doggy this and that. And I put a disclaimer out there in my independent stuff that I did without a sponsor and let people know that it's a set set of episodes that's coming in here for dog lovers. If you want to listen to this, tune into this. If this is not the episode for you, kick it over to that Saturday episode or that one Tuesday episode I do. And you're still getting the same West Virginia and commonplace that you need. Not a cop out, not a sellout, but got to keep the lights on somewhere. Exactly. Like, I love pets. I'm just going to say that, y'all. I love pets. I'm going to just say that right there. So you got to, one thing about the podcast, you are not limited to one thing. So you might as well take advantage of it. But like, if you have, like, you have multiple shows, I'm sure you take your time to script them out. You take your time to hit your target market, your audience, even like with the sponsors and everything. Long as your passion is in the work, that's what matters. It'll sell itself. And, and that's what I like about you because like when I was listening and I heard that when you threw your sponsor now, I was like, I like the way you did it because you just did it in there real smooth. It wasn't like you forced it in there or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It, and, it, and, it, and that's one thing in the podcasting industry that I want to give you chops on, give you props. And I said chops and props. That's a, that's a West Virginia thing. And, and that basically is saying this. You are a standard model that people can follow. You're the barber man. You're the barber man, so you got the talk there. You got the rap music that's ridiculous. And then you got the set mentality. Not a guidance counselor, but you got a set mentality to educate without pressure. And Here's the thing, J.I. Nobody has to lose in order for everybody to win. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Nobody has to lose in order for everybody to win. And so many times that that gets misrepresented in our culture. Now, we're going to go into a topic that's heavy because people, um, I ain't no political person or nothing, and I had nothing against any other podcast. Um, I I I was titled as a suburban podcast when I first came out because they said that my audience was mainly white people. I live in a state of 1.7 million people, and Black people or us, it's only 1.4% of us here. You come from Detroit, Chicago, when you don't make it up there. You come to West Virginia, you set up shop. That's life. Hey, let me tell you something, J.I. My shout out to Shane, folks, wherever you are, my buddy from the Marines and Baloo. They both from West Virginia. And Shane, folks, he's a white boy. He put me up on my beat, y'all. What? For- Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so this question we're going to jump into, we're going to jump into this heavy hitting question. And um, this is, has nothing to do with Black History Month. That's not what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Um, during Podcastagram had this tournament and it brought the suburban and urban podcast together because we were segregated. And we were only segregated because of um, both sides believing you got to have crossover success with both. So when you try to do that, that's forcing people to be together that should be together regardless because we shop at the same Walmart, Target, uh, Meyer, and everything else. Right. Uh, 
But it, it's just one of those things. Somebody put a divide in there and said suburban and urban. And that's just life. That's politics. So he got all these podcasts together. And I started hearing people. Like, these people had never heard, like, um, too much game. I heard Uncle Dolomite. And once I heard him, I was like, this is like, this dude looked like Nipsey Hussle's third cousin. He sounded like Snoop a little. But he's got a powerful message. I'm like, this dude is doing parables. And so, I mean, he's saying motherfucker this, motherfucker that. But parables. Shout out to Uncle Dolomite. That's my nigga. One hundred. Yeah, it's like it, with him. I, I and the sad thing is, is, we've done collaborative shows with other people, all of us as a group. But I, I still got to have him on on a solo tip. But like, like I said, you understand with dealing with me, but it has to be a right time and a and the right place for it to, to all come together. It gotta make it sense. It gotta make sense. Gotta make sense. Now, get into this. So here's my thought. And this is the statement that I provide. And I've done it on many lives and stuff like that, which I don't even out there on lives too often. But you'll hear in any commentary when someone asks me this, because they like to ask me this. I say when you say Black podcasts, and when I say Black podcasts, I'm talking about when I hear people just shout out Black podcasts, I hear it in a negative light. And I hear it in a negative light because I feel like it disenfranchises your podcast and when i say disenfranchise that means to deprive someone of rights and privileges so when you say black or white black podcast mm-hmm. i can understand in a joyous occasion that's something that we're going to do but there has never been any oppression in podcasting you can get out here and promote your podcast the same way anybody else as long as you know how to market it you can make money regardless not everybody's going to be joe rogan but there's one thing i always say there's two joes in the world there's joe budden there's joe rogan so it shows that there's opportunity. True, true indeed. So like 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 with that, with the black podcast thing, I look at that just like uh this cancel culture shit. If you got your fans, they're gonna listen. Can't be canceled. Okay. Now, why is the black podcast? Um I guess that's like a level of representation, but I think moving forward, black podcasters shouldn't uh, alienate themselves. I looked at it like it's a form of alienation, even though I use the hashtags a lot myself. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying the disenfranchised because, say, like if me and you were white, and we like a podcast and we see black podcast, black podcast squad, this, this, and that all the time, it, even though I like this, it's going to kind of like, I don't know if I can come to the cookout. And I and I and I know that we can invite him to the barbecue. You know we're white, <laughs> and and the thing is, is that you know that hesitation right there builds racism. Right. So look, let me ask you this: since I'm only on my second year of podcasting, okay, what hashtag should I use? All right. So this is this is what I'm saying. If your message. This, this is what I'm saying about black. No, podcasts. no, no. I understand, but I'm I'm just asking you as as a um consultant. All right, as a consultant to, to broaden your thing, sell right. the dream, sell the true dream. Right. Only thing that that breaks people up are suburban, urban, and rural areas. Okay. So on the middle of that, on the middle of that, just make it universal. Okay. Broadest live podcast sell your brand you don't have to colonize for everybody else because when we did colonize for everybody else everybody still went west 
on, and, and, and that's true, just from a marketing perspective. So everybody right there, you just got the first marketing privilege right there uh, to, to come out the box for free. So that's what I would tell you. I would say always promote your podcast and then the, the extra hashtags. If you move over to Tumblr with uh, Honest Lives, um, you can take that and you and, and Tumblr will help you build with hashtags. So you can break both of them up. You can add 2022 to it as a tour type deal. There's so many things that you can do influential of yours. And then if you want to respect the other podcasts, respect them podcasts from where they're from. If it's some hot podcasts, like let me name drop one. Uh, let me touch you. That's one I like. She out of New York, Barb. Well, all the New York podcasts, all the Chicago podcasts, Illinois, stand up, Illinois, Minnesota. Because we got some cats that we used to run with or you run with too. That's from Minnesota. Big up the area, the NFC. Basically, the NFC and AFC. Big up where these people is from. Shout out and, to Bengals. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I do feel those Cincinnati. I don't have nothing in here to show you, but anyway, I, I'm down with everybody because you don't close Cincinnati anyway. So here's the thing. It's so much that we can do more than just doing that one thing because when you do black podcasting, it, it, it says this to me. It says, okay, we're a united front, but what are we united for? Right. I ask my I ask myself that shit about the country every day. Right, right. because what's a, what solidarity do you get in that when there's gonna be divisions in, within that? Because once you say black podcasting, they're gonna be like, oh, since JR ain't got enough black people there, he's a he's a light bright podcast. You know what I mean? He's light skinned podcast, there's dark skin. So why would we do them subdivisions that we already do? Take that out the podcasting game. Right. So like like we said earlier, like when my episodes. You know, I just try to make sure that they see what it is. No race. I, I've lived with uh, white people, rednecks, um, um, thugs, gangsters, alcoholics, and the Marines. Like, there's a, so a lot of downtime in there. Hey, why y'all do this? Why y'all do that? Shout out to my boy, Kevin Knott from Florida. He from the bottom of Florida. He was like, look, when we get back to the States, you're going to take me to that jerk spot. You're going you're gonna, to um, introduce me to them boys, and I'm going up there to get my own jerk. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know? Yeah. Now, inside podcast. Most, oh, of the time, most of the time, it's just a misunderstanding, but I can see how that can build barriers. Right. And, and that's just one thing I, that I like to get out the way because people ask me and then when you hear it, I never talk about any type of education because anybody can read something and become educated. But when you look at the factors and you look at when you're going to even market with another company, because I want to tell you this, and this is some real stuff with helping people get sponsors that are of the same race. I have seen in our own race companies that will turn down a, a podcast because of their racial overtones in their social media, not even their podcasts. I can see that. And, and that's something real. And when you tell somebody that, they're like, oh, well, we don't think that way, so we'll just move another way with it. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. And, you know, it goes on from there. Now, inside podcasting, um, you meet and greet a lot of people. You meet people that become genuinely your friends, um, just like Uncle Dolomite and some other ones that I've met around, Red and some different ones that, that, that run around, um, the Dewans of... Uh, Roman logic, just different people in general. Who would you say has been the most helpful to you in podcasting? 
Oh wow. Um Uncle Dolomite when he did the setup show, like about the um not necessarily helpful to me, but I think it's helpful to any beginning podcaster. He ran down everything, the camera, uh recording, editing, uh, how you should do the episodes. Um he he expressed that he listened to a lot of episodes before he even dropped one episode. Now I really see and know why his episodes are so prolific. You know, I think that for somebody to hold down an episode by yourself for more than an hour is unmatched. Yeah, no doubt. Because I'm only getting Go ahead. He's, one of, he's one of the best. He is. Um, and out of, out of him, I can only get like a, I can only do an eight to 15 minute episode of myself because I want to give you the personal. And then after that, I want to move away from it because I'm like, if I talk too long, I, let's be honest, I'm a technical guy. I ain't got much that, you know, I got a little charisma for what I do because, like I said, Tavis Smiley, but I don't have that kind of charisma that's going to keep you more than 30 minutes. Uh, you need to challenge yourself more. That's Maybe. what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, I agree with that. I'll, I'll try that in the future. Now, uh, inside podcasting, we meet people. Uh, we have turmoils. We have different things uh, that happen. And I, and I always tell this turmoil that happened with me. This is one that was early on in my career. And um, I've been in the game for a long, long time. I was doing this show with these uh, European people, you know, because I like culture. I like, I like to learn about people. I want like, to know what the best spot is to eat in Chicago. I want to know where to get the best pizza from because I eat pizza everywhere. So I need to know that at the end of the episode. So I had to show these European people, right? And um, they were about to develop their podcast. And I'm the type of person, I'm a very prime person. I don't care about your information. I'm not worried about what your scope of your episodes because I'll be honest with you. I got storyboards and I got stuff in the background. I make episodes for other people. Like I'm writing an episode for you right now that I'm going to send to you one day. Okay. Um, you know, I do that kind of stuff because I feel like podcast production is what I want to do at the end of the day. When I'm done, when I, I'm not saying I'm going to ever get away from the mic, but when I'm settled into what I do, even like I am now. Um, so anyway, I did this show with these European people and I pried into the information. I gave them advice when they didn't want advice. And that's one thing I had to learn. That's one sometimes that this gets me in trouble with a lot of people because I give advice when they don't want it. But then they use it later, so it works out. So I gave these people advice. They got mad. They get on the air and they start beefing with me. And they're doing stuff in Europe. So, you know, I'm asleep. And I'm waking up at 8 a.m. It's 1 o'clock there. They didn't throw heat to the streets. Well, I caught wind that they was doing it. So it went on for a week. And with them, I, I just pulled them to the side. I was like, look, you can make this controversy sell like Eric Bischoff because I'm a wrestling fan. Or we can get serious. And I said, if you want to get serious, I'm Patty Murphy. I'm from out the South. I'm from the middle of the nation. I'm the North, South, and the South, North. I live on the Mason-Dixon line for real. When I step out each way, I go each way. And if it hadn't been in the 1800s, we'd know what that means. So, so the thing is, I told him, I said, like, I don't want to have an internet beef. I'm not no Twitter thug. I don't like to do all this extra typing. I do that for a living sometimes. So... I told him, if you want to build up your podcast, let's do it like professional wrestling. You want to get in here and throw shots? I said, let me know what the shots are going to be, so I'll let you know what my shots are going to be. So we played it up, put it on the paid service, and we lived a life. So that was a fictitious beef that was a real beef at first and then went, went viral. What are your thoughts on podcast beef? I think that podcast beef is 
counterproductive. I think that podcast beef is stupid. I think rap rap beef is stupid. Like for example, I recently came out on this this artist album. We got a song. I heard the song. They released it before the album came out. The song got maybe like twenty seven thousand organic plays in like two days. So. I, 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 I um, promoted the record on my podcast on my last episode. I told people to go buy the record just on GP because I'm on there. So I, I listened to the, to the album, my verses on there. Then none of the rest of the song that he did is on there and it's jacked up. And then after that, the next track, Oh, you disrespectful rapper, you this, you that, blah, 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 blah. So I took a deep breath. My natural competitive nature is one, get on the phone, uh, make a diss track, this, that, and the other. But I sat on it and I said, you know what? All my verses is on metadata. So if you try to use any of my verses, I'm going to get paid. I'm not going to respond to him because I'm going to come up to him. So I'm not going to mention it. You know what I mean? Right. I will not sabotage my own album to make somebody else look stupid. Boy, you look dumb. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I'll tell you one time I got caught slipping and I tried to play a fool's game and I learned in, in this lifetime to never, ever, ever bring yourself below what you normally are. Carry yourself high. Because everything in the light, um, everything in the dark comes to the light. And then the other thing that we say out here in the South, if something is funky, you're going to motherfucking smell that that funk. And when that funk hits the fan, everybody scatters. Now, I'm glad we were able to cover that topic. So what's in the, what's in the future for you? What's, what's going on down the road? Don't tell us all the plans, because I know some stuff you got to keep top secret. But give us something that we're going to hear about in February. So on my podcast, uh, I'm going to touch on like uh, Black history, some entrepreneurs and professions that nobody wouldn't even think about. Like I got some guests coming on. You'll be like, what? I don't believe this. Like, how's he doing this? Why is he doing this? I should have thought of that. Like, Like, I could let a little cat out of the bag. Like I, I'm doing an episode on um, Henrietta Lacks. So basically they got some of her blood cells without her permission, but she was sick. And they found out that her blood cells actually healed and cured cancer. Wow. So, so what they actually did was start using her antibodies to heal people. And she didn't get paid off that? She didn't get paid off of that. Wow. But, so that's crazy. But the story is good. Okay, so definitely we'll tune in for that. Definitely want to hear that. Now, please let everybody know where they can find you and on social media and where they can just find you in general. Like how, how they can get that organic, that, that meet up with you, even if they got to do it through Zoom. Because, you know, we do it through Zoom. You can see people. You can see me right here. You know what's going on in the house. You know. Exactly. Um, let me let me just go back to the last question. I'm working on the Hunt Side 2, which is the follow-up to my first album. It will be a non 
non-fungible token people it'll be a non-fungible token which is uh -oh. nft nft right so you can uh follow me at the real riders on instagram at Huntside music on twitter and riders hunt on facebook or just go to my one-stop shop which is www.rodersonline.net that's r-o-d-e-s online.net go ahead and cop the self-titled album riders on all streaming platforms and ridersonline.net as well awesome awesome i like to do that we call it the shameless plug on here because we need to get that in there so no, everybody will know where to meet and greet you and not to meet and greet you because some places you know you don't want some people talking to you on uh we love our fans of death but now we're going to take a little spin back and do something vintage that I ain't done in a few episodes. Now, we're giving you the floor. We let you talk. You promoted your products. You got everything out there and there. Now, we need you to give back to the audience. We need to know a secret or a talent that nobody knows about you. And I'm going to give you some time to think about this by giving this filler that I've given. This is Vintage <laughs> JR right here. So here's the thing. I live in West Virginia, and we call extreme sports Mountain Dew shit. Like that shit where they used to catch the can and shit. I can't swim. My co-host and my girlfriend, Stacy, can swim. She can get in a pool and do a twirl. So when I'm out here filming these exotic videos at any of these beaches I'm at or whatever um, R&B shit I'm trying to do, because, you know, I'm light-skinned, so I try to do that, the barge shit. I have her in the background, so if I even fall in the water, if the water grabs me and takes me, she can grab my ass and throw me back on the shore. Right. So that's one secret about me that I don't swim. And you can even catch me on rock cliffs hanging off to the water. I mean, I'm strapped in. You ain't gonna see that part, but you'll see the water behind me. I'll make a picture look good, but she's right there. So if something happened, I'm gonna live. Right. So what's the secret of talent? Secret talent? A secret or a talent. Okay, I got a secret. When I was a kid, I used to do plays. I used to do plays. Oh, snap. So you're, so you're a Juilliard man. I used to do plays. I, I was in Blue Chips. I was in that movie. And I was in Candyman. And I was in The Fugitive. I was an extra in all three, but yeah. So you acting? Yeah, you got all kinds of jobs. Oh, that's crazy. And, and thank you for sharing that with us. And um, the amazing thing about these unfiltered episodes that I do now, I like these better than my normal bread and butter for the simple fact we can get on here and just talk about anything and it flows together. And one thing that I want to appreciate about you, um, and I don't do this because everybody knows that I, I, I said from the beginning of my shows, I do a raw amateur episode because I like that. I mean, I edit the show and stuff like that. Um, I don't think I'll um and stuff like that, but if we have sound distortion, I'm going to get rid of that. Okay. But I love that you got music in your show. Like, that is one thing that hooked me in because I hear some shit I ain't heard ever in my life, just in general, when you do that stuff. And I'm like, man, this, this, this catches me. The intro, I love your intro. I might have to get you to do my West Virginia Commonplace intro one day if I decide to put one on. But I want to tell you the, the, the format of your show puts you on the top 400 list. It puts you a step above everyone else. And I'm here to make this proclamation today that if you want to do a positive podcast and you want to do one that is formatted and is for everyone, they need to listen to you. I appreciate that, brother. And then we go into another segment that I do, and it's called the testament. The testament is something that I give people because I listen to your show. I listen beyond what you call a fan. I play your show in the car. 
play it on a little Bluetooth speaker. Then I put it on a projector on Google. And you can see it up on the wall. You see it on the Xbox. I really listen to shows when I listen. I ain't going to just sit here and listen. I even play you on the computer through the, the computer audio so I can hear everything. Got your show on there right now. I'm about to listen to something else extra. Need you to put out some more content. <laughs> but anyway. All right. All right. So here's a testament. It takes a lot to just get out here and promote. It takes a lot to get out here and to, to be an entity that people can rock out with or whatever format of vibing that they say that it's hard to do. And it's hard to do that and convey a message that's positive while subtracting all the negativity. Because sometimes we just want to put the negativity. Like the fuck you pay me episode is a positive negative episode. Exactly. And that's a real, that's a real genius. And I don't know if you sit at home and you just look in the mirror and you write writing in the scribe and stuff or whatever you do. We've got the abacus over here counting numbers and just like, this is how this is going to play out in this episode. They're going to get this feeling, this emotion. But you really do that in real life, even though you might not know that you're doing it. And that is what makes a podcaster. That's what makes a, more than what they call an entertainer. That's what makes you prolific. That's what puts you in the echelon. When I talk about echelon, don't not that many people are going to get that out of me. You don't even hear that on my episode. That's a private conversation I have with somebody. And I'm nobody in this business at all. But I do have certain respects that are given to me. And when I say this to you, Prodis, you are a complete podcaster. If I, had a, if I had a podcast label, you would be on my show at 10 o'clock because some of your stuff is a little vulgar. Yeah, <laughs> but, <it is. laughs> but I'd have you on my 10, 10 o'clock slot, slot on Friday night and, and Saturday night. I give you the 11 o'clock to 2 a.m. so you can run through the old the, uh, quiet storm and stuff for, the, for everybody, too. Mm-hmm. That's so, <laughs> so, so, one thing I want to let you know, and I want you to keep doing, I want you to keep being an educator because you don't push it on people, but you do educate. You're stern, right. keep that going. The next thing I want you to do is stay innovative like you are. When listening to your podcast, I can hear different podcasters that I know. Like I know that you watch Dolomite to a degree. So I can see certain isms, as we say, that come from him. And I can see that you're a student of the podcast game. You listen, you try to stay well-rounded and you hear everybody. And like we said earlier in the pre-call that we did, you can't listen to everybody, but you get a feel for what's going on. And that's something that, that a lot of people don't do. A lot of people will fake the funk. They sit out here and act like they're doing this and that. But you actually put in the work to know how this podcast rocks out, how this one goes and how that one goes. It's uh, prevalent on your Rod Pod episode. And that's yeah. one episode I want every podcaster to go listen to. And you big up the community. You out here checking up on people, making sure things are going right promoting people's stuff on your story. You're out here just doing everything you can to promote podcasting in a positive light. And one quick shout out I want to give you. December 31st, your Battlecast episode. That is your second best podcast. What? I didn't know that. That's your second best podcast. I love KKK, but your Battlecast, when I heard that, I had to, I, the, the iPad fell out of my hand. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't so calm as I normally am, you know. Yeah, it, it was a different, that's what I'm saying. It's a different side, different element. So mm-hmm. your testimony is this. Stay true to you. Stay true to the product that you do. Keep your collaborations in this community going. Keep bringing out the heavy hitters. Because that James, 
James Lampkin episode. I didn't even know that was in the works. I ain't even got one with him. And me and him's on the Rushmore together. What? Right. Hey, just reach out to him. He'll be more than receptive to have you. Oh, yeah. Well, me and him's cool. We talk all the time. It's just hard. I have a difficult schedule. I'm like Prince out here when it comes to podcasting. If you catch me at the right time or I'm just ready for you, I'll let you know. I told you it's almost time. When I tell you, you gotta, that. You got to you gotta go get you some Ruth Chris in your life sometime. That's what I did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, on that note, um, I am JR from West Virginia Commonplace. And this has been another episode inside an unfiltered series. And my guest, Rodis, with his show, Rodis Live, he said, you say Rodis, but I'm going to say Rodis because I like the way I say it because it sounds like some Dragon Ball Z shit. Uh, it's a great show. It is a pillar of our community. When I say our community, I'm talking about the podcasting community. So take a listen, subscribe, like, rate the show, and go further than that. If you're on iHeartRadio, if you're on Spotify, I want you to share that show to your story because people don't understand that the traffic you get from some people's stories it works wonders. And this is one thing I'm going to add to that. There are some people that can't show their face on my on my Instagram and like stuff. But they look in the background at everything that goes on. Because I got about 50 that just do that. Because they know that we got beef. Or they made some kind of beef or done something. So they look in the background. But they checking out your episode. Because when I put you on Spotify and they touch that one corner it automatically sends to their to your podcast and they tap that trailer or they you know they know what's going on or they tap that first the episode that they can see up there so that's what i want to spread in this community i want people to use iHeartRadio and spotify to share these episodes on your story you get more traction that way yeah you can actually see who's looking so once again is there anything else that that i left out no you didn't hey stay positive Listen to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Listen to Rodas Live podcast. Let's keep stepping it up for everybody. And when you rewind this, you'll find out that this has been a West Virginia Uncommonplace production. <laughs>